In honor of the upcoming Super Bowl 55 tonight, we're going back in time to look at some of the most memorable and maybe not greatest Super Bowl halftime shows, and we're going to do some live commentary. Stick around. It starts right now. Up for Debate, episode number 197, recorded January 28th, 2021. Live commentary, Super Bowl halftime edition. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the debate show where the two hosts agree on everything. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by our own headlining act. It is Matt Mariani. Hello, Matt. Hello, Sean. I'm ready to uh, ready to Super Bowl with you. I've got my Pepsi right here. Oh, the the, the sponsor. The the very the very one. What was the who was the first Super Bowl to be sponsored by Pepsi? It hasn't been that long. It's been a couple of years. Um, for a long time, it was E Trade. Back in the like the nineties, Bridgestone did it for a few years. Uh, Oscar Mayer did it for one year, which was weird. Um, I think uh, AOL did it for a year. A lot of companies. It's bounced around. Pepsi's been exclusive only for like the last five or six years. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess I guess it, it should be a time that we both uh, at least remember when uh, – I, actually, I do kind of remember, I think – did you say Oscar Mayer was, was a sponsor? Yes, we'll watch one of theirs this evening. I loosely remember that. I don't know. Was that when we were alive? I mean, when we were – like around or is that uh, like 97 so Correct. yep i feel like i remember that but yeah i'm excited to delve into these super bowl uh adventures and and find out if uh we've if we've lived through the worst super bowl halftime show ever or uh was there something even worse than the black eyed peas <laughs> We've got a number of tough ones we're going to be watching tonight, Matt. Um, obviously, people should stay tuned over the next two weeks. We're going to be doing our Super Bowl prop bets, and we'll be talking about this year's halftime performer, The Weeknd, uh, who, Matt, I don't know if you saw the news today. They announced that uh, traditionally Super Bowl halftime shows are about 15 minutes, plus or minus. The Weeknd's is going to be 27 minutes this year. Wow. Shocking. That's, uh, that, that is surprising. That is, that is kind of surprising. Mostly because I, I don't know why, and there's no, I have no reason to like act, accurately believe this, but my guess was that it was going to be like a virtual performance. Like he wasn't going to be physically in the stadium. I mean, that, that could still be true. No, but... no, they, they announced he will be performing in the stadium and okay. it will be a stadium based show. All right, that's that's good. I I thought I, I thought he um I thought he was just going to do like a show from like his studio. Because the weekend could do that, like right. he's, that's his, you know, his his genre, his style, would it definitely afford him to do that. I thought it was going to be like he was at a separate location and there was like a light show going on in the stadium. But well, so to fill there. that it's time, seven minutes. It's got to be some sort of visual spectacular. It's got to be effects heavy because um, you you can't sing straight for twenty seven minutes without having something to look at. So, is he going to be the only performer? The only one they've announced. 
Okay. That doesn't mean there can't be surprises. But... Yeah, we'll have to look at his collabs and see if uh, there'll be any any guest appearances. Who knows? I don't know any of his music or or anything. <laughs> so uh, this is it's going to be interesting. Uh, but Matt, we're looking back in time tonight. Now I want to remind everybody this is a live commentary show, which is exciting. Which is Matt and I are going to be watching these shows and commenting on them in real time. Now we're going to have a nice new feature, Matt, versus the last time we did this, where. Folks, if you want to watch the video along with us, you'll be able to go to our YouTube page, uh, search Up for Debate on YouTube. And the YouTube version, Matt, is going to have our two talking heads, but also we'll be playing back the video of the actual show with us talking over it. So you don't have to do the thing where you sync it up yourself. We're going to do it all for you. Just go to our YouTube page and do the video version. If you're listening to the audio version, stop. Go to YouTube, watch a video. You can watch it with us. It's pretty neat. Uh, but even if you don't watch the video, you'll hear a little bit of the audio underneath us, and I still think you'll get the effect. So, Matt, are you ready to get started with our first one? I'm ready. Let's jump in. Now, Matt, uh, before we get into each one, uh, I think some of these you've seen, some of them you haven't. I'm going to give you, you and the folks at home a little what to look for. Okay, a few things you're going to keep an eye on as we go through each of these shows. They're each about 15 minutes. First up is 2011, uh, and it is the Black Eyed Peas halftime show. Uh, a couple things you're going to want to really look for in this. Number one, how much the technical aspect of the show simply does not work. We've got mics that aren't turned on. We've got uh, certain visual effects that are broken and do not work. Uh, you're also going to want to pay attention to how bad of singers the Black Eyed Peas are. They truly are not good at singing. And like a lot of halftime shows that lip sync, for some insane reason, they chose to sing live. Very bad decision. Um, and lastly, pay attention to how little they dance and physically move throughout the show. Are you ready to get started? Oh, well, with that intro, yes, very much so. I'll be looking <laughs> for all those things. I've done my homework. Uh, all right, here we go. Let's go ahead and take a look. This is uh, the 2011 halftime show, The Black Eyed Peas. The National Football League presents the Bridgestone Super Bowl 45 halftime show. And so they're coming in on these, these rope uh, sort of things that they're coming down on. A lot of folks running around them. Now, Matt, let's talk about their outfits for a split second here. Uh, a bold choice, very, very uh, leather reflective elements. Uh, they're lighting up and flashing. How would you describe that look? Um, this is definitely they. They look like Super Saiyans, you know, from Dragon Ball yes. Z. That's yes. My first uh, glance, the, the the shoulder pads. Um, I think especially uh, Fergie. Fergie looks like like Vegeta from uh, the early seasons of Dragon Ball Z. Yes. Very much so. This was what year again? 2011. 2011. Oh, okay. They forgot to turn on Fergie's mic for a second. Yep. It, they definitely... They have a vision, I think, of what they want to go for here with all those dancers and stuff. Yes, it's very black and white. Halftime yeah. shows are usually very colorful. It's very, yeah, yeah. It's very em emphasizing the bright light. Yep. It, yeah. It's almost, it's very minimalistic in a way. Oh, incredibly. Like, yeah, they're on a little stage. Right around oh, and the halftime, the mid midfield logo. Now the, the 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 people in white are all lit up. 
Are those children? Or no, I think they're adults. So far away? Those aren't children. Okay. Now listen to the... Listen here. Yeah, the live auto-tune. Not great. Oh, that's the other thing that's very funny, is how they can't swear. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they have to, like, self-censor, but... They, they look kind of bored. They do. They barely move. They <laughs> barely move. They just don't look that like it's energized. So lazy. It looks like a like kind of like a high school talent show version. Yes. Of, of them, where that one that like hasn't been choreographed or just barely choreographed. Like they just rolled out of bed. Like they, like they, they were like, oh, we, that's right. We entered the talent show. We better, we better like come up with a couple of dance. Moves I love, I love these lazy circles. Yep. The lazy circles around that are very lopsided. <laughs> Oof. Oh, it's a special appearance, Matt. Oh, it's a, do you know who the special guest star is? Uh, it's gotta be. It's gotta be one of the hottest acts of 2011. Is it? Is it Katy Perry? I'm assuming. <laughs> no, it's Slash. It's Slash. For right. some insane reason. <laughs> and when I think of, of two of the most electric performers on the planet, I think of I, Fergie and Slash. I didn't have enough time. I was gonna be like, is it Taylor Swift? Is it? <laughs> Is it Katie oh, Perry? I love whatever accent she's doing on this. I think I think she's trying to She's trying to be she's trying to be Axel Rose. Yeah, but like is, like I, is she Rose trying though? No, this is like a karaoke version. Actually, it was like when when your girlfriend gets really drunk and does karaoke. This is, and of course, Slash clearly took a lot of horse tranquilizer before he came out. <laughs> they all look so bored. They all just look so bored with this. And of course, then then Fergie. Now, Matt, I got to give you a little bit of a, tri a trivia, quick trivia quiz here with, during this guitar solo. Can you name the four members of Black Eyed Peas? We got Fergie, Will no. I Am. Yep. Ghostface Killer? No. <laughs> no. Uh, the RZA? No. And, um, yeah, that's all I got. No, you're, of course, forgetting about um, Apple D App and Taboo. Apple D App? Apple, it's like A-P-P-L dot D-E dot A-P-P. Taboo is the one in the Taboo's in the light up outfit, and the and the other one's Apple the app. So these are the those are the ancillary members. Of, uh, yes, and Fergie's no longer in the group. Black yeah, the the three guys were together before Fergie joined. Then Fergie joined. Then Fergie left, and the three guys are still together. Hmm. 
That's right. I was gonna say, didn't Fergie like she went solo, right? She had a little yeah, bit she of did. a solo career. Yeah. Solo adventures. Yes, Big Girls Don't Cry was I think her biggest solo hit. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Or London Bridges, I think, was the other. London Bridge was what, did she do that as a solo? I thought that was Yeah. No, you're right. It was on her solo their first solo album, I believe. Oh yeah. Pump it. Where did Slash go? He came in for just that one. He was like, I'm out. They lowered him back into the uh, holding tank. Yeah. <laughs> He's under the underground layer. I mean, I'll give him credit. Their music is catchy, but it's not, like, good. I, I just, I don't think that they were expecting this kind of a live performance for the Super Bowl. Like, the, the, but the... why aren't they lip syncing? So many other acts do it. I don't know. Maybe they were going for like a natural, like this is us naturally. As we dress up like robots. Maybe, maybe they just thought. Maybe they just thought they were going to get crap if they didn't. Oh they no! Didn't. Is this another surprise guest star, Matt? No, it can't be. It can't be. Ladies and Special. gentlemen, is please Usher? welcome. It's Special? Usher. Oh, Usher. <laughs> a little more relevant. Okay. This has to be one of the longer halftime shows, right? It's, it's got a good length to it. Locks in at like 12, 17, yeah, huh? about 13 minutes. But then Usher comes in and I'm like, well, why don't we just get a whole Usher show? Like, he's so much more entertaining. Uh, yeah. Or at least given, you could have given him Slash's time slot. <laughs> God, he's so smooth. Has Usher ever hosted a halftime show? Nope. Like, no. That's nope. such a shame. I agree. But also, I don't think he has enough hits to really anchor a whole show. He's he's a great guest star. Yeah, this guest pick was, was very, very well played. Now, remind me again, Sean, is, is this the first halftime show we got since the, the stretch of old, as I call it, the, the old white man stretch? That Which is... I think went from the went from the nip slip all the way to twenty. Uh, uh, I think now actually twenty eleven. Good question. I'll double check the order. Because like right, it was right after Janet Jackson and that whole Janet incident. Jackson was 04, so you had a number of them, but right before this. No, J Janet Jackson. I I think Janet Jackson was two thousand one. No, it was 04. 01 was a U two. Um. No, before this was The Who. And before that, Bruce Springsteen, Tom Petty. This really is the first not-old act. Now, I also love here, Matt. Notice how the V doesn't really light up all the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you have one effect in your show. Yeah, that was 2004. Oh, I thought that was 2000. Nope, it's love, Matt. It's love. They're all about look and and uh, taboo's chest now is a red heart. Well, that's yeah. This that's their, their song. Where is the love? Will I am is pretty talented. I, I I'm actually kind of surprised he never. Did he no. ever go solo? No. No, now he's doing... Do you know what he's been up to lately? He's he's tried to become, like, a tech entrepreneur and has aggressively failed at everything he's tried. 
It's pretty amazing. I think he's a better producer than he is a performer. Like, yeah. there are a lot of tracks he's produced that are very good. I would give you that. <laughs> okay, nobody's singing with you, Fergie. Why is she yelling? Why are you yelling, Fergie? Did you ever see the Fergie does the national anthem at the NBA All-Star game? No. Oh, I, I, we may play that at the end of the episode for you. Insane. She's a lunatic. It's great. Does she do it like she's doing this right now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, but it's a national anthem, so it's very weird. That was something. Oh, it's not over yet. So they had the time of their life, Sean. Clearly. Bring in the box-headed people, please. I think uh, Apple D App and Taboo took a bathroom break. <laughs> yeah, I don't see them on stage anymore. Oh. oh, there they are. Oh, and also they're on stage with uh, a couple of blockheads, Sean. But I look, watch the close-up of the blockhead people. It literally looks like they took them one of those um, file holders like you get at Staples and just put it on their heads. That's exactly what they probably did. I think this show cost about $30 to make. Yeah, it's, it is extremely minimalist. I mean, it looks like they just strung Christmas lights around everybody, all the backup dancers. Like, I get what they're going for with the juxtaposition of them all wearing black and the background dancers wearing white. I guess it's supposed to be, like, a reversal. Like, you know, like, there's a contrast, very clear contrast. I mean, uh, Matt, if you went and saw this show on, like, a tour, like, Black Eyed Peas on tour and they did this, would, like, I'd feel like I got ripped off a little bit. I would probably think they were a, they were a karaoke band. I would probably, <laughs> actually, I would probably do some serious research and just try to be like, is this actually Black Eyed Peas or was this, like, a, oh, now, we, now we're doing Christmas Colors. Merry Christmas, everybody, from the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> now, Matt, the amazing thing is, you said, uh, I think this is one of the longer Super Bowl. This was only 13 minutes. Yeah, which I think you said in the beginning of the episode is kind of like it's like typical. Yeah, it's it's actually probably shorter than some of the other ones we'll watch. So, um, yeah. So what, what did you think of the Black Eyed Peas, Matt? Uh, well... Going in, I'm, I'm really glad you, you did this one first, mostly so we could just get it out of the way, because I knew I knew that was, like, often considered the worst Super Bowl ever, um, but I, I couldn't really remember why it was bad. So I guess I'm, I'm thankful that um, that we uh, could be reminded, that I could be reminded of, of why this was, yeah, probably the worst Super Bowl halftime show ever. Now, Matt, I feel very safe and secure saying that. You are such a fool. 
You are such a fool. There's never been a worse Super Bowl performance. There's a reason I put this one first. It only goes downhill from here. Uh, But I thought this was a good one because this is our only modern era. Uh, We're going to be staying in the 90s for for sort of the rest of the evening. God, I wish I could stay in the 90s for longer, Sean. (laughs) Well, speaking of the 90s, Matt, we got to head over to 1997. Great year uh, where we're going to be heading to one of your favorite cities, the New Orleans Superdome. To hang out with my friend and yours, the Blues Brothers, for Blues Brothers Bash. Now, Matt, were you a fan of the Blues Brothers 2000 film that they were more or less promoting at this point? Uh, I'll be honest, I, I've never seen it. Awful. I, I, saw, Awful. I saw the first Blue Bro- Blues Brothers, thought it was excellent. Many Great people, movie. it was very, I feel like Blues Brothers 2000 was very divisive. It was truly awful. Yes. Not even like in a fun way. It was just a bad movie. <laughs> Some uh, people will defend it though, and they because they, they just like they the characters. Wrong. But at that point, I'm I'm pretty sure uh, Jumbelushi was dead, right? He That's was, right. Uh, well, you you'll notice, Matt, in this halftime show, you're like, why is John Goodman on the stage? And that's because John Goodman essentially replaced him in Blues Brothers 2000. I, yeah, I, I I don't know about yeah. I, all right, so I'm kind of glad I never saw that then. I yeah. like John Goodman, I do, but it's just not. It's not his role, I think. No, it's very weird. Uh, Matt, what are you going to want to look for in this one, okay? okay. Uh, you're going to want to start with the fact that they do aggressively lip sync in this one, and it's lazy. Um, they clearly just don't care. Um, you also notice there's almost no lighting, so it's kind of hard to see what's going on. Um, and lastly, uh, you're going to want to notice, uh, overall, I think just a lazy show. One of the lazier shows we're going to see this evening. At least the Black Eyed Peas look like they kind of tried. Um, This one is pretty simple. Are you ready to travel to 1997? Uh, I I honestly, I have no idea how um, it could be possible that they're going to show less energy than the Black Eyed Peas, but I'm I'm ready to give it a shot. It's not that they don't, and I should be clear, the Black Eyed Peas were lazy, (laughs) but Blues Brother Bash is cheap. Like, right. it, it does seem like one of the cheapest Super Bowl halftime shows you'll see. Well, let's go to 97. I've got my Tamagotchi ready. Uh-oh, what's this? Catherine Cryer in New York. We have just received a report that bluesman Elwood Blues has escaped from the Illinois State Penitentiary in Joliet, Illinois. Authorities think he may be traveling with two brothers Z and Mighty Mac. An undisclosed source says that these men are on a mission from God. What a great picture. Mecca of rhythm and blues, New Orleans. All in the area, please beware. Now back to our regular programming. Welcome to Super Bowl. I love the, uh, the little tie with the, the Fox News alert. Now, one thing you notice, Matt, is you notice it was presented by House of Blues Entertainment. House of Blues is majority owned by Dan Aykroyd. Oh. So he was okay. making his money on this. Now, I love, what do you think of this uh, white curtain to hide the stage? Uh, I'd be very afraid it would catch fire. I guess they got very... <laughs> oh, wait till you see the fireworks. Okay. Yeah, that's scary. Right. Now, this is a very dark halftime show. 
Jim Belushi, of course. Oh, yeah. John Goodman. And he does nothing. <laughs> I guess except get paid. So was the movie out at this time? That they're promoting? I have to double check. Let me Google that. Or was it like about to come out? And this is just a big promotion for it? I will say, regardless of the movie, yeah, the movie was released in 1998, so this would have been um, close. But again, at this point, Aykroyd and Belushi were, like, touring and performing at House of Blues as the Blues Brothers. So they, they were certainly still keeping it alive, regardless of the movie. When did uh, Belushi die? Two. Oh, okay. I thought he died in the 90s, like Farley and, uh, I guess that was like Farley and John Candy. Yes. Phil Hartman, or was that the 80s? That was the 90s. Phil Hartman was, was the, the 90s. 90s. Okay. So yeah, they, they all the, a lot of great comedians all in that span of time. But speaking of dying, let's uh, see how they're dying out here on the stage, Matt. Um... Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're they're dancing, they're hustling, and then we have kind of the Lady Blues Brothers dancers out on the field. What? Who's this guest star? Oh, another guest star! Whoa! It's James Brown. It's James Brown. A very far, very far past his prime, James Brown. Yeah, he's he's, he's looking old. Him and his James Brown dancers. Now, what I love is there's some kind of flags or something running around the field in the background, but it's so dark, you cannot see what they are. No, so there's really very no, no purpose for them to be there. I wouldn't have even seen them at that point. No. Also, James Brown, also lip-syncing. Which, you know, no shame in that. Now, Matt, let me ask you this. If you were an executive at the Oscar Mayer Corporation, do you think this halftime show would be representing your brand well? Uh, no. I, I, for one, I have not seen the, the Meyer, Oscar Mayer mobile, the Wiener mobile. That would have been great. I have not seen that at all. I think they should have had the, the Blues Brothers drive in. They should have been hiding in the back of the Wiener mobile. They could have like, jumped out of the trunk. And See, now. Performing on the roof. Now, Matt, when I talk about the cheapness of the show, I'd like to point out James Brown right now is in an unadorned, regular scissor lift, one you could find anywhere. He's not strapped into any safety harness, which is illegal, um, as this very elderly man is being raised high into the maybe, air. Maybe it's not illegal in New Orleans. A lot of things are illegal. 
I've been in those lifts, and you have to have a lot of safety harnesses on. I cannot believe they just let him in that thing. And he's dancing in it. You could have seen the end of James Brown on live television in 1997. <laughs> Maybe that's a reason to wow. tune in. I don't know. I'm so amazed those giant shower curtains didn't catch fire in the beginning. <laughs> James Brown slept for two days after that performance. Matt, was this another special guest star? Who could this Here's be? The no, it's not the Wiener Mobile. It is another iconic car. Is it the uh, presidential motorcade? Is that President Bill Clinton in that little car? No, you see the Z on the side? ZZ Top! It's ZZ Top! <laughs> Wait, but they weren't in the car? No, no, they were on the stage. Some some imposter was in the ZZ Top mobile. <laughs> Why they they could have had the Blues Brothers driving the ZZ Top mobile. Another that would have been cool. Where is ZZ Top from? Are they from New Orleans? I don't think so. They formed in Houston, Texas. Because they are definitely like a southern rock. Oh, 100%. They got that sound, I don't know why they went to the wide shot there. There was nothing to look at. Well, there we go. We've got some motorcycle action. There's a, lot, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Right? Now, imagine that, right? You're in the Superdome. It's 1997. You're watching the Super Bowl. And at halftime, every one of your senses is assaulted by the smoke, the fumes of the, mo the roar of motorcycles, and the screaming sound of ZZ Top. And, and not to mention, Sean, this is in a dome stadium. So that, you're indoors. It's so, absolutely wild. Yeah, it's amazing that... Uh... Oh, the Blues Brothers are back. They're here to reclaim the stage. And let's give it up for Cowbell Guy right here, who gets a prime spot. driving all over the field. Uh, 
John Goodman is trying so hard to stay in step with. How much do you think they paid him to be there? It's got to be an obscene amount he got paid. Yes, I would say six figures for sure. Something like it. Oh, they got James Brown off the Jim Belushi improving some dance there with uh, James Brown. Yes, that was that was fun to watch. Very awkward, man. I really don't like their leopard jackets. They they clash with the rest of that the rest of their red outfit. It's just, it's not a good look, I think. It's the epitome of if I had to describe this whole show in a single word, tacky. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of tackiness going on. Got Top to bottom. Kit. I I don't understand his hat. The hat of the is that the bassist? No, not the bassist. Next to the bassist. I guess the guitarist. The sort of you mean like a, 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 like a winter beanie. Yeah, yeah. Winter Beanie in, in New Orleans. In a band from Texas. Just the worst dancing. Just the worst white guy dancing. John Goodman, at least he looks like he's now he's having a good time because it's almost over. I was about to say, he gets to go yeah. home. He gets to go home and get, get the. Well, there you have it, Matt. The Blues Brothers Bash. Okay, I have to ask, Sean, who is Dinky Patterson? <laughs> So up on the screen, it says it's dedicated to the memory of Dinky Patterson. Who, who is that? <laughs> yeah, here's some Googling going on. Yeah, I don't know. Sober, oh, there's a whole article. Sober moments at halftime. Oh, this article is from 1997. Oh, Matt, this is perfect. The Super Bowl halftime show last night was dedicated to the memory spirit of Laura Dinky Patterson, the performer killed during a bungee jump rehearsal on Thursday at the Louisiana Superdome. Oh, wow. Police are leaning towards the likelihood that too much rope was let out by volunteers working the show. Patterson's jump was to have concluded the halftime extravaganza. Uh, and I guess it killed her. I did not know that story. Yikes. So this was the, she was a dancer that was supposed to perform in, in this halftime show. Yes, yeah, she was supposed to be, I guess, lowered down at some point during the show or jumped down at some point during the show. I'm assuming they cut that bit from the final version after she died, but I guess a bunch of them were probably supposed to bungee jump in. Um, and unfortunately, they believe there was too much rope. Oh. So I, I, I guess there was supposed to be a, a big bungee jump uh, event. Okay. Wow. 
Stinky pirate. Now I feel bad about all the mean things I said. <laughs> well, I mean, A, she didn't plan this Super Bowl halftime show out herself. And also, well, maybe maybe it was supposed to be more exciting, but then this happened. Maybe they had to they had to curtail it a bit. All the big stunts got canceled. Hmm. Poor yeah. That's uh poor Dinky Patterson. So go ahead, Matt. I was going to say maybe uh, I, like I when I first saw the name, I thought maybe it was like a football player or um, a like a like a relative, like a coach or something. Old Dinky Patterson, like a. Yeah, no, no disrespect, but Dinky is kind of a whack nickname. I don't know. This was a different time. This was the 90s. Like <laughs> people had like all kinds of nicknames back then. Dinky. Matt Dinky Mariani. I like it. Um, now, Matt, do you think that was that better or worse than the Black Eyed Peas? Uh, I I actually have to think. I have to say that was a little bit better. Okay. A little bit better. Not much, but uh, I think the random slash appearance in Black Eyed Peas like brought it down a couple notches to like. Especially because he was just the most unenthused I've ever seen him. And uh, also, the, and everybody was unenthused. At least there was some enthusiasm in this, Sean. People mm-hmm. people looked like they were having some kind of fun. Uh, look, hey, the Blues Brothers were, were rocking it up there. No doubt about it. They were. They, the Blues Brothers were rocking it. You had uh, uh, ZZ Top was, was kind of getting into it. They were great. Their outfits were questionable with that snow cap. But at the very least, I think they, they all looked like they were having fun. Black Eyed Peas, they they just they looked like a like a shadow of themselves. An imitation. Well, Matt, we've got to keep going back. We haven't gone back far enough. So we're gonna get back in the time machine. We're gonna go from nineteen ninety seven, we're gonna travel all the way back to nineteen ninety one. Okay. Uh Scary and we're gonna you. And we're going to check out this uh, Walt Disney World presents an all kids salute to It's a Small World. A mouthful. This is an all kids Super Bowl halftime show. Over 2,000 kids will participate in this event. Okay. Wow. All right. Um, now, here's what you're going to want to look for. First of all, many false endings. You're going to think this thing ended like five times before it actually does because they do a big ramp up and you're like, yeah, good show. And then they keep going. But Matt, the other thing, and you're going to catch on this quickly. Remember January, 1991, you're going to quickly realize that real world events outside the Super Bowl are going to have a bit of an impact on this halftime show. Let's see if you can pick Uh it up. Are you ready? Saddam Hussein going to make a surprise appearance. You're not far off, but let's, (laughs) let's take, let's, let's take a look. It gets weird. Here we go. Let's go to 1990. Ladies and gentlemen, boy, do we have a show for you. And it's an all-kids cast. On behalf of the 2,000 children performing tonight, we'd like to dedicate this halftime show to all the servicemen and women who are protecting us in the Persian Gulf. And now, live from Tampa Stadium, it's the first ever all-kids Super Bowl halftime show! You kid. Is that kid wearing a wig? I think he was. He was wearing a newscaster's wig. Newscaster wig? Nice. Nice touch. Walt Disney World and the National Football League proudly presents a small world salute to 25 Now, do you think that the, the drunk dads at home watching this Super Bowl, do you think they were mad at this? Or do you think they were 
Like, just not. Well, I'm just gonna. I'll, I'll use this time to go to the can. Uh, Matt, I didn't think they were home. I think they were serving our country in the Persian Gulf. Oh, that's right. So we've got a bunch of little cheerleaders here. And these the small children are singing about how they want to get a big buff football man. I thought they said they wanted to score a touchdown. No, it's all about it's all about getting a, a how it, you have to be a cheerleader to get a football man. Oh, oh well, if it, it's Minnie, and who's that, Matt? With Where's Minnie? <laughs> no, Matt. No, that's Houston Oilers quarterback and NFL icon Warren Moon. Wow, I think he just passed away recently. I think so too. So I'm gonna confirm that before I spread rumors, but I, I just heard his name recently used. No, he's still alive, Sean. Well, that's good. My mistake. He's only actually never, never, uh, never won a Super Bowl, and and is not in this one. I don't know why I heard his name though. He's still alive, very much still alive. Very proud to, happy to say. All right, we're shifting gears here, Matt. We got a whole new group of kids coming in. We got Goofy, we got Roger Rabbit. We just had a big hit movie not far before this. Sean, is that, is that, I, is that a, the Rocky theme song I hear? It sure is. Roger Rabbit. Yep. They're teaching good stretching. I guess he, now that he was acquitted, he got to get a nice job coaching a children's football team. That's right. Kids who sort of follow the choreography. <laughs> They're doing their best. I would not want Roger Rabbit coaching my football team. I wouldn't want Roger Rabbit near any children. And we've got a very bad helicopter shot. I think that was mostly to just show off the fact that they could. Oh, look at look at these umpires. Oh, someone forgot the choreography. Okay. Wait, did oh, they, shit. Did they, just, did they just name a bunch of random NFL teams? They're going to name every team. Nice. Of course, there were a lot less NFL teams back then. Sense for that, Sean. <laughs> the Washington football team. Now, Matt, we've had an all-football halftime show 
let's see what happens here. Oh, are we going to get a special guest? Soon. But first, very cute kid, very great bowl cut. Gotta remember the troops, Sean. Yeah. The real heroes are in the Middle East protecting peace for all of us kids. Where are they showing this on the stadium? Is there a Jumbotron? On the, on the Jumbotron, I assume. I mean, I'll give the kid credit. He's pretty good, and that's got to be, like, the most nerve-wracking thing to ever do as a kid is, like, sing in front of the goddamn Super Bowl. Yeah, the, basically the entire world. Oh, the Cubs Yep, they got all the U.S. So, so, so we've gone from a football show to, like, an America support the troops show. I don't think that's, uh, I don't think that's his hair either. I'm going to go ahead and say that might also be a wig. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, special guest. There are some very special guests. Who's this going to be? Michael Jackson. Representing every one of our 50 states and all branches of our armed forces are children of some of the brave Americans who have been deployed through Operation Desert Storm in the Persian Gulf. Please welcome them as we honor their mothers and fathers who proudly serve our country. Wow. Touching. And we're not done with special guests, Matt. I know. I, I heard this was definitely where Michael Jackson steps in. No, better. President George H.W. Bush. Sunshine State and around the world, enjoying this wonderful game. What a pleasure it is to say hello to all the young people on the field tonight. Looking at you, it's easy to see why America can count on a bright and hopeful future. Well, that's right. And you make us all very proud. But today, we should recognize the men and women in our armed forces. Far away from home, they protect freedom in the Persian Gulf and around the world. And just as we salute these brave Americans, let's remember their families on the field with you today in Tampa. To the children of these men and women, let me say that as this and every day draws to a close, it's your mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters, who are the true champions, the true heroes in our country. All right. Yes. USA. Not you. only do they have the heart and gratitude of this president, but of all Americans as well. On behalf of the whole Bush family, thank you for allowing us to be with you tonight. And God bless you all, and God bless all freedom-loving people around the world. Wow. Look at that USA on the field. And that's the end of the show, Matt. Give him a round of applause. Yeah, very nice Isn't that beautiful? It's a good halftime show. Excellent. <laughs> Cue the fireworks. Yeah. And we're out of here. Awesome. 
Well done. So cool. Well done, kids. And now what? Oh! What's this? A wish for peace throughout this our small, small world. Oh, that's right! Oh. It's a small world! Oh, yeah, that was the theme. That was originally the theme. <laughs> before the we theme. went to right before the Super Bowl. <laughs> that would be like if right now the weekend comes out. <laughs> in, in our current season. Oh, yeah, now it's the weekend. Forgot all about that. Now, you gotta love, right, we've got all these multicultural kids, and even all the Disney characters are dressed up multiculturally, except Mickey, who's wearing the Uncle Sam outfit. Yeah. Who? Winnie the Pooh is rep repping Canada. Okay, that's mildly offensive, maybe. It's, at, at best, simplistic of culture. Yes. Let's put it that way. This is uh, definitely Disney. Oh, Doing boy. Disney They're all okay. holding hands. they get the rights to all these songs, Sean? They're Disney. They can do whatever they want. Even back then? What do you got to do? Sue them? Yeah. People sue Disney all the time. In the Remember that whole thing with Disney, Euro Disney? That's true. Who could forget? Michael Eisner. What? That wasn't the end. Whoa. Is that boys to men? No. But I'm sure Coca-Cola is proud to present them. And now, to honor our armed forces New kids on the block. It's an all-kids halftime show, isn't it, Matt? Oh, that makes sense. Oh, all-kids, yeah. New kids on the block. So it's gone from a football-centric show to U.S.-centric show to It's a Small World to New Kids on the Block. I have whiplash. The kids seem to enjoy them. I mean, they were pretty big at the time. Oh, they definitely were. New Kids on the Block had a bunch of hits. <laughs> they sure did, Matt. map bringing it home they each adopted a kid <laughs> we're gonna take one of these kids home today and now look matt we got the big balloon disney characters as well in the background there yeah they, they really pulled out all the stops this one's for the troops Oh, this poor kid. 
<laughs> oh no. Oh, he looks so scared. At this point, I can't believe it's still going. Oh. And now the stands are a rainbow. Yeah, that was that's impressive. The stand work is very good. This looks like it costs quite a bit of money. Yes. Well, can you imagine wrangling all those kids? It's very, very. Like, where are their parents? Expensive. Very expensive. Well, Sean, they're in. They're in Iraq. We established that. <laughs> they're in Persian Gulf. That's right. So Nikki's watching them until they get back. Oh, right. Yeah, that was 1991's A Salute to It's a Small World. Excellent. An odd show, to say the least. Sean, that was my favorite one yet. It's great. I will say that's probably my favorite of all time, because it is odd, and it is entertaining, but also weird. But Matt, I have a fun fact about this show that's going to absolutely blow your mind. Those weren't kids. They were. That's old. right. They were adults dressed as kids. Yeah. No, Matt. What if I told you nobody saw this halftime show? What do you mean nobody saw it? What if I told you this whole event took place in the stadium in January of 1991, but instead of it being broadcast during halftime, instead halftime was taken over by a live news report featuring Peter Jennings of ABC News. And this never actually aired during the halftime of the 1991 Super Bowl. Sean, that would that would be a, a pretty big screw up. If, uh, Isn't that amazing? True. Yep. And you can actually... So what happened was they taped the halftime show, and Peter Jennings went on across the country on TV and did a, the halftime news update of Operation Desert Storm. And then some stations had the option to replay the halftime at the end of the game, but very few actually chose to do so. So while it lives on in YouTube, in 1991, almost nobody saw it. So instead, instead they just watched, and and nobody, nobody like thought that was strange when they were just watching what would should have been the halftime show, and instead, this uh, news a news report came on. Like nobody called the station and was like, "What the hell is going on?" I guess nope, it was an ABC News special report. You can find that news report on YouTube from the Super Bowl, uh, and it really is just Peter Jennings giving updates on 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 what's going on in the Middle East for like exactly the the amount of time it would take for the halftime. Maybe maybe people thought that was just normal because we were at war. That was just well, what it, it was that the news was big at the time, and like I said, I can't imagine what the planners of of that show who've been you know it takes like six months a year to plan a Super Bowl halftime show um, for this wrench to be thrown in their plans at the very last minute. I think it's an impressive outcome, but uh, the funny thing is nobody saw it. Wow, I'm I'm I mean you hear things like that. I'm still surprised, but you hear like about the the infamous Heidi game, right? The Heidi incident. Yes, where they showed absolutely. Like the uh, was that the 1969 Super Bowl? 
I don't think it was a Super Bowl. I think it was just a, a regular game, but it was or very maybe, close. It was a playoff game. It was it was an important playoff game. Yes, I remember. And it was a big comeback, and um, the game ran over, um, and they decided to start playing the Heidi movie instead of showing the end of the incredible comeback. Yes, this was uh, the infamous Heidi game. Was the a name given in 1968? Mm-hmm. Uh, AFL game between the Oakland Raiders and the visiting New York Jets. Oh. I mean, uh, it was on November 17th, 1968, uh, in which Oakland scored two touchdowns in the final minute. Wow. To win the game 43 to 32. So many, uh, many viewers on the East Coast missed the end of the game because they. Uh, they played the television film Heidi over it. Yeah. But you hear, you hear about like these broadcasting screw ups, I guess, happening. And well, we, we talked on the show. Hmm. We talked on the show famously about the second week of the X, the original XFL running into Saturday Night Live with J-Lo um, yeah. famously pissing off Lorne Michaels as it went into their time slot. Stuff, it's, don't you love live television, Sean? You know, Matt, there's truly nothing like it. It's uh, just really just such a high, a high speed, high powered, uh, nervous ball of nerves. Truly anything can happen. Matt, we've got one more show for you. Okay. And this one is widely considered to be the worst Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, I'm I'm ready. Uh, We're going to travel a little bit farther back. We're going to go to 1989. And we're going to watch Bebop Bamboozled, a 3D magic spectacular. I'll get my 3D glasses on, Sean. Now, this is an incredible event for a number of reasons. Uh, the year before, all the years before this were basically like halftime marching bands, right? They never did any big acts before this. But this year, um, Fox was actually putting on competition at halftime. They had a live in living color episode that actually competed with Bebop Bamboozled. It was at that point, the NFL decided they had to focus on big acts. And next year after in 1990 was Michael Jackson. And it's been major acts ever since this show. Uh, what you're going to want to look for Matt, obviously the magic element, there's a major magic trick that kind of basically doesn't work. Um, you're also going to want to watch how hard it is to see most of the magic happening and how weird Elvis Presto is. Are you ready? I'm definitely ready for some magic, Sean. Now, we're going to start this one with Bob Costas introducing it. And he's actually going to play, because the 3D was the big gimmick, they actually play a 3D Coke, Diet Coke commercial before the actual event. So let's take a look at that um, in our next clip. Now, I do have to skip ahead here. Oh, what do you mean this video contains content from the NFL who has blocked (laughs) it from display on this website or application? What's that about? All right. Give me a second, Matt. Let's vamp while oh. I uh, pull in. Well, speaking of live television, uh, we've got some <laughs> live uh, issues of our own. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull first the uh, Bob Costas clip, which is this one right here. Uh, and let me add it. Hmm. See if this works. All right, Sean's going to do go. some live editing here. Okay, folks, welcome back to Miami and halftime of Super Bowl 23. You know, in a classic Honeymooners episode, Ralph Cramden once claimed that he wouldn't own a television set because he was waiting for the advent of 3D. 
Well, Ralphie boy, wherever you are, we hope you're watching now because here goes the first ever network broadcast in 3D. You're about to see an elaborate music and magic spectacular featuring tunes what from year the 50s. And hosted by the immortal Which is Elvis weird because it seems Presto. much earlier. Elvis will perform the biggest ever card trick where folks in the stadium will select a card and it'll be revealed in a most Bob Costas unique way. Bob is so it's sarcastic. too exciting to bear, isn't it? Well, <laughs> if you've got the special 3D glasses, now's the time he's to put them funny on. funny guy, actually. Just in case you well, can't figure it out. Well, he's great. I'm a big Bob Costas He's pretty awesome. Your right eye. Listen to an interview. And obviously, after the show is over, you'll probably want to keep wearing these for cosmetic purposes. If you don't have the glasses, the picture on your screen will be as clear as ever. But first, of course, a word from our sponsor. Hold your breath, America. It's the first commercial ever in 3D. Now, Matt, these are the right. red and blue now, before style we go glasses. Any further, I'd just like to say publicly, this is the single proudest moment of my life. <laughs> okay, it's showtime. We're gonna throw out a magic potion, a magic word or two, and see what happens. He's selling this pretty Abracadabra. Hard. Hocus Pocus. Albert Icky Woods? One. The NFL and Magicom Entertainment present a Super Bowl halftime extravaganza. Starring at Prince of Prestidigitation, Elvis Presto. It's Bebop Bamboozle. This is a very, very late night 70s show live. It is. It's unpleasant. Um, now let me Presto. So this is the this is the one that NFL chooses to block. They choose to block this one, but not the Black Eyed Peas, not... That's exactly... They don't want the Elvis. This is the one. This is, it's, it has a very strange uh, Star Wars holiday special vibe to it. I'm going to have to keep looking to see if I can find it. Because yeah, this is, this is like, it's like Lucas with the Star Wars holiday special. Uh, just does not want anybody to know it ever existed. Gonna try to block any any uh, element. Of course, that means that we are more inclined to want to find it because, like, what are they? What could they possibly be hiding? I can't. I can't. Yeah, Matt. I I don't think I'm going to be able to. Let me just try one last thing. Sometimes people upload the entire Super Bowl with the commercials and everything, and I'm gonna see. Uh, yeah, here's a an hour 55. Let's see if it's part of this. Or if they correctly uh, cut it out. Looks like they do in that one. Oh boy. Matt, this is, uh, this is disappointing. Um, I will say, I, I can show you this clip. So watch a clip of him just introducing the magic act so you folks at home can get, can get a taste for it. Let's see if they'll take this one. Okay, but let's let let's let's watch him introduce the magic trick. You're gonna find this card trick's gonna blow your mind. But first, you have to pick a 
So he's Elvis, an Elvis impersonator that's also a magician. That's right. It's a 50s-themed magic show. Elvis Presley. So what are you going to applaud for? The Jack of Clubs? Three of Diamonds. No. The Three of Diamonds? Maybe. I think I'm I feeling the Three of Diamonds. The King of Hearts? Yeah. Oh, pe- people like the King of Hearts. Now, the great, great, the best part of this is so everyone's holding up their seat cushions to reveal what card was chosen. Let's go to the helicopter shot to see what they chose. Can you read anything in those stands? No. I can see the King of Hearts is on the field. Yeah. It's supposed to read it in the stands. It's supposed to read the cards that they chose? It's supposed to be King of Hearts in the stands. I can't, that and like and you cannot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so actually, there's a great, if anyone is bored like me, uh, there's a great NFL Films mini, like, eight-minute-long documentary about this halftime show on YouTube where they interview, like, the people who created it and the guy who played Elvis Presto. It's really interesting, but I learned that the it's a company that makes magic tricks and does illusions and things like that. And he, they claim, and I kind of believe them, they claim that really the audience applause did pick the card like they did not pre-plan to pick the king and he says no that was 100 percent real but we're not gonna tell you how they did the trick my guess is that whatever they unveiled on the field was ready to be any of the cards um and i don't know what the deal was with the seat cushions but he, even they admitted they're like yeah that didn't really work you couldn't couldn't really see them bold move trying to to do a magician halftime going into watching this i i was kind of like I think I mentioned in an earlier episode, like why, why, do, why is it always a music performer? Why can't it ever be something else? And I kind of see why, because what else really can it be? I guess you can have you can have like jugglers or like a oh, monster trucks or something, monster trucks maybe. But um, ultimately, I guess music is like the safe bet, so to speak. I I just think that. I just think you can't like if you gave David Blaine or or like a um who's the mind freak guy? Uh the Chris other, Angel. Chris Angel. If you gave Chris Angel a halftime show, I bet it'd be awesome. Oh, right? Yeah. I just think it's this was like such a like so overly cheesy and the card trick. So Matt, you, you learn in this little NFL films documentary, the original pitch for this halftime show was a um it was going to be a medieval 
There were going to be jousters on horses, and there was going to be, and it was all going to be overseen by a magic wizard, mm. and that was going to be the magic element to it. I think that would have been a far more interesting show. That that sounds awesome. I, I I'm actually I think I would ship for that for the next halftime show. That, that now, sounds like a great one. I would I would I would absolutely want to see some jousting going on on the field. And then maybe, now, Matt, maybe an errant an errant jousting uh, blade could hit Tom Brady right in the leg. Hey, just get the people who do medieval times to come and do it. They do it every night. Then, then we'd have a halftime show. Now, Matt, it's up to you. We can wrap here, or I have a backup show since Elvis Presto didn't work. Let's do the backup show. You want to do the backup? Show? Let's do I mean, it. I can go all. I can go all night. I was just watching. I was in bed last night, just watching these on YouTube. It was great. I mean, uh, I'm sure every one of them merits merits a, a talking conversation. We're but... going to go... We're going to go to... 1995... I hope that they let me play. We're going to go to 1995 because... Uh, it's a really strange one. It's a good one, but it's a strange one. Matt, this is, um, again, another Walt Disney-produced show. They did a couple of these back at this time. And this one is called Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Forbidden Eye. Have you seen this one? I haven't, but you were you were telling me about it last episode. It's an, it's an all-original Indiana Jones story told through action and music. Are you ready? Absolutely. I, I, I love me some Indiana Jones. Oh, this one's right up your alley, Matt. Let's go to 1995. Hold on. So we've got sort of a, a forbidden temple set. We got some folks on stilts. Already, this I can see this halftime show being a big problem in 2020. This is like when you say like show like music is better than like this is the kind of overall show I get excited. Now the trophy that Indiana Jones has to get is the Lombardi Trophy, the Super Bowl trophy. Of course, of course. Is that the actual Lombardi Trophy, or it's got to be a replica? Absolutely not. That's that is the Lombardi Trophy. Why, Matt, if that isn't the lovely Miss Patty LaBelle playing our villain. Great. She's not a good lip syncer. Now, what? Or was it 1995? 1995. <laughs> Sean, this Super Bowl featured your San Diego Chargers. They sure did. Certainly didn't win. Nope, they lost to the 49ers. But they were they were in it. They were in the Super Bowl. An all California Super Bowl. That's right. 
Battle of the Bay. Except not at all. So we've got a lot of a lot of different dancers, and they're all kind of it's it's like vaguely Middle Eastern, I guess. I don't know what what sort of ethnic origin would you trace this show not, to? I mean, I would probably this is like that that Indiana Jones, like where it's supposed to be a just a random South Pacific or mid Pacific tribe. I think if it's if it's styled after uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, it's probably like somewhere in rem the remote jungles of South America, where the Lombardi Trophy is. Of course. Uh oh, what's this map? We got two folks parachuting in on fire. Those are the Nazis trying to get the trophy. No better. Oh, it's Indy. Just pandemonium. Why were Just... they on fire? <laughs> oh, we got some action. We got the whip. He's very weakly punching oh. people. Miriam's kicking some butt. Oh, she was. She was kicking some butt. <laughs> Fake rubber snakes. Wow. Oh, oh my god. She lit that man on fire. Yikes. Sean, this is what we what we needed during that remember that really boring Super Bowl? Yes. Broncos Seahawks where it was just a complete blowout. This is great. I love the action. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Or, or, or Patriots, Rams. They're sort of going oh, through some sort of uh, marketplace, I guess. They're... Bennett ever not looked old? No, I think he was old when he first started in the forties. People that's just born old. <laughs> he looks kind of confused. Yeah, he. I, I. I don't know if these guys had a lot of prep because Penny Labelle also looked kind of confused. So maybe they were like just at the game and they're like, hey, would you guys mind filling in? Yeah, it could be. He's also not the most exciting, like, physical performer. Is this a trumpet man that we yeah, should know about? It's Arturo Sandoval. Is he a famous trumpeteer? 
Uh, he is. He's a jazz trumpeter, um, presidential medal of freedom recipient. Wow. Uh, an iconic jazz performer. Oh, sorry, Sean. Your your charges are down twenty eight ten. Looks like. <laughs> They have some time to bounce back, though. Yeah, there's still half a game to go. <laughs> still half a game left. Well, at least you would have been able to enjoy this, uh, whatever's going on here. This yeah, show. Well, yeah. I was going to say, for an Indiana Jones show, we sure haven't gotten a lot of Indiana Jones. No, he was barely in it. Just yeah, they should have had Tony Bennett play Indiana Jones. That would have been exciting. Yeah. Yes, they totally could have. He could have set that man on fire. Oh, uh-oh. The ninjas are back. Oh, no. They got the trophy. Some very light stunt work. You think it's the same guy who plays Indiana Jones in the live show at Disney World? Uh, you know what? I was actually thinking that going in. I remember watching that at MGM. Great Studio. show. Yeah, it is. I think it's I'm still running. I saw it a few times, and one time I saw it, like every time I saw it was different because I guess if it rains, there's like a regulation where he can't, like he was supposed to drop in from the ceiling. But instead, he came up through like a trap door in the, in the stage. I thought that, I always thought that was cool. It's like they plan for everything. Wait, where did Tony Bennett go? He's probably killed. Oh no! The ninja oh, look at look at those rubber uh, rubber spikes. Look out, Indy! Yikes! He got it, or did he? Addie LaBelle's happy. And he's going to present the Super Bowl trophy? Yeah, he stole it from the commissioner so he could give it to the winning team. That movie came out in 94. This is January of 95. That song is utterly massive. You can't not have it in yeah. the Indiana Jones show. It's, it's a fresh song. Got... 
Lots of fire. See, that's what's great about the outdoor stadiums is you can really get the fireworks going. This was uh, this was definitely quite a production. I, I matter of fact, I almost forgot this was like a football game. Like, this was even taking place on a football stadium. No, Disney did a great job. Um, Very they did good uh, camera work. Yeah. So Matt. That was our in-depth look into the history of the Super Bowl halftime show. What do you think? I think we need to do this again. I think there are many more Super Bowl halftime shows out there that merit uh, looking into. Matt, we I could do a whole hour. We could do a whole hour on just the pre-Elvis Presto Super Bowls that were like Winter Magic, where it's just a marching band and ice skaters, like where they were all like really just weird. Not good, just weird. Um, and we could certainly do one on the more modern ones. So yeah, I think in future years we'll have to take a look. Uh, but we certainly went through some of the weirder ones tonight. Yeah. Uh, my favorite was that I, I would say that Disney one, the one they, the, uh, that the kids did. The kids did a great job. And then it turns out that was the one that no one got to see. <laughs> just, But that's one of those things, like the first time I watched that, I knew nothing about the like, Gulf War connection, and so where it starts, it's like you know the first kid's like art to support our men and, and I'm like okay that was weird, and then it's like then the kid does you ever know my, you're my hero with that, and I'm like is something going on, and then the president comes <laughs> on, I'm like what is like, what the hell is this? I totally like, and I'm like yeah. oh, that's weird. Hmm. Definitely need to need to need to need a background check for that one. Uh... Quite odd, uh, but Matt. The good news is we're going to come back next week and do our annual Super Bowl prop bets. How are you feeling about that? Uh, I'm I'm pretty pretty excited about it. Um, we'll have to we'll have to make some uh, some some amendments since there's no uh, a lot of our prop bets. I remember would rely on things like Bill Belichick's attire. And things like that, uh, but I guess we'll have um, uh, Andy Andy Reid. We'll, we'll 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 probably do something about how big his mustache is, or how uh, more importantly, how how big his face mask is. Will he be wearing the Will he be wearing wearing the big shield through the through the game, or will he will he opt for something more subtle? There is a lot of dumb stuff you can pick, Matt, and we're definitely going to do it. Of course, we'll always do our classic yeah. favorites: the coin toss. The length of the national anthem. Uh, we're going to force our, our halftime uh, set list challenge, where we have to figure out what the weekend songs are, and then we'll decide which ones we think he's going to play. <laughs> um, and of course, yes, we'll pick the the color of the Gatorade. Maybe one of our more iconic challenges. But Matt, you're going to have to load up the uh, Spotify over the weekend. Over the weekend. Over the weekend. Hey. Get a load of this guy. Matt, I'm really embarrassed because you've won four out of five of these Super Bowl prop bet challenges. Um, sure have. And it's it's a shameful shame on me. Um, so. I am the. Uh, I am the deflator, deflate gator of, uh, of. Of our Super Bowl prop bets so far. So you've yep. got you've got a little bit of uh, catching up, I think. I don't know what your secret sauce is, but um, but gosh darn it, I'm I'm here and I'm ready to I be pay Gatorade. That's my secret. I well, pay them. Well, that's actually one that none of us I think have ever won. Is that right? The Gatorade? Um, no, I won it in 2019. Yes. 
um, when they jump blue. But Matt, I will say you have correctly picked the winner of the Super Bowl in every single one of these. Do you know that? No, I don't. I really didn't. Yes, it's 100 percent true. I have the record. (laughs) You've never missed. That's pretty crazy. Can you keep it up this year? Well, we'll have to see. Don't spoil your pick yet. I won't. I definitely won't. That's that's a, a lot of pressure. Well, it's going to be fun. We're going to uh, do the picks next week and then announce the winners the following week. And, of course, you can tweet live with us during the Super Bowl, one of my favorite annual traditions over at Up for Debate TV. So, Matt, we are going to wrap it up here. I think we've plugged enough, but what a blast this has been. Going through the past, I hope you all have enjoyed as much as we have, of course. You can listen to all of our past Super Bowl prop bets on our website, upfordebate.tv, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts to get those next couple great episodes. Uh, you can tweet us at UpForDebateTV or email us UpForDebateTV at gmail.com. And I think that's going to do it here. So on behalf of Matt, I'm Sean. Thanks for joining us. This halftime is over. Let's return you to the third quarter in progress. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Matt Mariani and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.